If we call ourselves Christian, then we must be living to follow Jesus Christ. Are we? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hember. I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV. We are 32 years discovering the Bible. This is exciting because we're in the book called Galatians and Paul writes a letter to the church at Galatia. And this is fascinating. We're gonna talk about it in five minutes. So stay there, right? Today, Paul refers to James, Peter, and John as pillars of the church. And my report is about one of those pillars, John. Very good. Janice? Today, knowing and following Jesus. All right. So get your Bible guide out and turn to today's passage a little bit later on. In about 25 minutes, we're going to talk to Ray Craddock. Ray, good to see you. Great to be with you again. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I feel right. the presence of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's very good. We'll talk about Acts television later. But in the meantime, let's open up our Bible and learn what God said. Galatians 2, 11 through 21. Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, If you, being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ, and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law no flesh shall be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. Is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Galatians chapter 2, verses 11 through 21. Galatians 1 and 2, we continue reading through the Bible and we're in the book of Galatians. Paul writes a letter to the church at Galatia. And the churches speaks about the trouble of the leadership of Jerusalem. Now, it is here that we learn about a confrontation that Paul has with Peter, mentioned nowhere else in the New Testament. 
Paul writes to the Galatians because of their relationship with Jesus Christ and the deviation to a rigid compliance of the Old Testament law. People were putting their faith in religious works, not the atoning work of Jesus Christ. Paul was not attempting to divide the church leadership. He was making a point about how we behave and how what we believe reflects our relationship with God, or lack thereof, with Jesus Christ. In Galatians chapter 2, we see that Paul speaks openly and honestly about his conflict because it was based on a vital truth. Jesus Christ is Lord and paid the penalty for sin once and for all. As sinners, we are justified by His grace and live godly lives by trusting in Him alone. Now that's very interesting, isn't it? Now, Paul's going to talk more about this as we go further, but it is really something. Take your Bible guide and turn to today's passage. If you don't have one, let me just say that you can get one by calling us or writing us, the Bible Guide takes you through the Bible. Every month we publish them brand new. Uh, and every month they're new material. And we're doing that. We're going through the Bible. Every year we go through the Bible. That's what Bible discovery is all about. And uh, I encourage you, if you don't have a Bible reading plan, well, this is one way you can do it. Okay, very good. Now, as we focus on this, understand that we need to pray because we ask the Holy Spirit to help us see what God is doing, difficulty in leadership. There's a lot of difficulty in leadership today, isn't there? Well, we need to pray because Paul and Peter were talking about this and Paul spoke about it. So Father, in Jesus' name, help us to hear what you're saying about leadership and help us to do the right thing because you, Lord, are the ultimate leader. You, Father, are our leader and help us to be honoring to all of the people in authority, but at the same time, know the difference between those who love you and those who do not. In Jesus' name, and we said together, amen. Now, let's look at the scripture. It says, now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face. Okay, translation to modern terms, I confronted him to his face, because he was to be blamed, because he was wrong. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him. So that Barnabas, even Barnabas, was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, okay, about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter before them all, if you being a Jew live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, then why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? You know, this is really a good point. As we live in Christ, we must live the truth of the good news, the truth of the gospel. The truth about Christians is that they lean on the person of Christ, not the law. I remember somebody was saying to me how they observed all these laws and how they implied to me how they were 
somehow thought higher of by God because they fulfilled these Jewish customs. And I remember saying, well, fortunately, the law is just a description of what Jesus Christ fulfilled. And that was a, there's a big upset by that. But we have to understand that we don't lean on the law or the works of ourselves doing the law, but we are saved because of God, because of Jesus Christ. And the more we follow Jesus Christ, the more we realize that it's not what we do in terms of the law that makes the Lord pleased with us, but it's in terms of how we win people, how we teach them about God, how we do what the Great Commission says, go into all the world and teach the good news, teach them everything that I told you to do. Very important. We follow God. We follow Jesus. Now, in Genesis, or rather Galatians chapter 2, verse 15, it says, We who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. What does it mean? No one is justified by the law, but only by faith in Jesus Christ. Faith. Christians serve Jesus Christ and trust in his redemptive work on the cross. We don't trust in the, any work that we do, but we trust in the work of God. We recognize all we do is come to him and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. I need you in my heart and my life. He sends the Holy Spirit and he saves us with his hands from the grips of Satan, and the cost of hell. Beloved, that's what being saved means. But we don't do it by doing things. We follow Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. That's the person we follow. And that's the distinctive message of the Christian church. Clearly, clearly, clearly. Okay. Galatians chapter 2, verse 17 says this, But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is Christ therefore a minister of sin? Certainly not. For if I build again those things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, died to the law that I might live to God. For I, through the law, died to the law that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Wow, that's important. Righteousness comes from serving Christ, not through the law. Righteousness comes from serving Christ. We are only made right with God through our faith and commitment to Jesus Christ. What I'm saying is when we give our life to the Lord, we want to serve him. We want to serve the Lord. And when we desire to serve the Lord, that changes how we live. We don't live for sin anymore. We desire to serve the Lord. 
So it's not the law that we trust in. It is the work and the efforts and the success of Jesus Christ. Hi, Rod Hembry. We go through the Bible in one year. It's exciting. It's great. And you can join us by searching Bible Discovery TV on your phone. That's right, on your phone, your iPhone or your Android phone. And when you do so, you'll find the app. You can download the app and watch it anytime you want. Never miss a program right here on Bible Discovery TV. We'll see you there. Welcome back to the program. Today, we read part of Paul's letter to the churches in Galatia. And interestingly, he refers to James, Peter, and John as pillars of the church in Galatians chapter 2, verse 9. And with that in mind, I want to take some time to focus on John today. Now, John is known famously as the disciple whom Jesus loved. In the biblical books of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, Revelation, and the gospel bearing his name are all traditionally ascribed to him. So let's study the life and career of this disciple of Christ. Though just a simple fisherman from Galilee, John was destined to become not only one of the 12 apostles of Jesus Christ, but also along with his brother James and Peter, a part of Christ's inner circle of disciples. In fact, Peter, James, and John were the closest friends of Jesus and thus witnessed events that the other disciples didn't such as the raising of Jairus' daughter, the transfiguration, and Jesus' private prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. And it was John and Peter who were entrusted with preparing the Last Supper. Even after Jesus returned to heaven, these three continued in the ministry and became what Paul the Apostle described as pillars of the church. These three are also the only disciples who received new names from Jesus. Peter, or Cephas, was the name Jesus gave to this disciple, who was formerly called Simon. And John and James, he nicknamed Bonarges, meaning sons of thunder, possibly referring to their overly bold and impulsive style. On one occasion, quips author Stephen Miller, when the Samaritans refused to welcome Jesus and his entourage into their city, the brothers sounded a bit like they had a hotline to lightning. Should we order down fire from heaven to burn them up? Another time, John ordered a man exercising demons in Jesus' name to stop because he wasn't one of the twelve disciples and they even had the audacity to ask to sit on Jesus' right and left side in his coming kingdom. However, as his relationship with Jesus matured, so too did his spiritual life, so that the John we see in latter times is nothing like the impulsive and impetuous John of former times. In fact, out of all the disciples, John seems to have held a particularly special place in Jesus' heart. Tradition says that John wasn't just one of the three inner circle disciples, but was the beloved disciple of Christ. For it was to this man, rather than to his own brothers, that Jesus entrusted his mother Mary. Only one other person in the entire Bible was considered beloved of God, and that was Daniel. Is it any coincidence, then, that these two men are the greatest sources of prophetic revelation in the Bible? Indeed, the book of Revelation, as well as 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the gospel bearing his name, are all traditionally ascribed to him. Tradition also claims that John was the only disciple who didn't die a martyr's death. Apparently, he left Jerusalem around AD 65 for Ephesus, where he wrote the fourth gospel and the three epistles. Later, he was exiled to the island of Patmos, where he penned Revelation. 
After his release, he apparently returned to Ephesus where he died peacefully at a ripe old age. Truly, he was beloved of God. Like all of us, John was a human and he had his downfalls, but ultimately he was loyal and was one of Jesus Christ's closest friends. And as we read today, he was described by Paul the Apostle as one of the pillars of the church. Also notice that both John and the Old Testament prophet Daniel were called greatly beloved of God. So it's interesting then that these two are also the two greatest sources of prophetic revelation in the Bible, John with revelation and Daniel with his book. It seems because of their faithfulness and obedience, God disclosed revelation to them, not given to anybody else. And through these beloved men of God, the Lord has disclosed this information to us as well. So we as believers and followers of Christ are also the friends of God. And that to me is such a comforting thought. Yeah, that is a comforting thought. Friends of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. That's, that's amazing. Okay, Janice? Friends of God. And that's today. My segment is Knowing and Following Jesus. And you know, we're looking at the book of Galatians, a letter written by Paul to the believers in Galatia. And he's defending the gospel and he's reminding them that we don't go back to the law. We're not saved by the law, but we are saved through faith in Jesus Christ and the work that he did on the cross when he died for us and he rose again on the third day. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to know the word of God in order to know the true gospel. And we need to know the true gospel in the face of any false gospel that may be preached to us, and especially in today's world. And you know, a lot of damage comes when there's just a measure of truth that you're hearing. Because in some way, it sounds right, and you can get easily swayed if you don't have the Word of God in your heart and applying that. It's not just a head knowledge, it's a heart knowledge that you begin to live and breathe as you follow the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's a big reason why we do this program. We have been changed as a family and as individuals by placing that Word of God not only in our minds, but more definitely in our hearts, learning the difference and knowing that when we hear something that that sounds that we know is true, we know is true, but there are times when we hear something that we know it's just not quite right. And we can be like the Bereans and search the scriptures and know that difference. And that's exactly what Acts is all about. I mean, that's exactly what we, we had cho- been chosen to do. And when we talked together, Um, I remember talking about this and working it out. We formed an organization as a result of that for the broadcasters. Yes. For the people who have Christian television and the people who truly love the Lord and are trying to serve God under his word by the power of his Holy Spirit to really develop a way so that if the government or anybody else tries to step in, uh, we'll be able to formulate a unified response to them. Yes, exactly that, Rob. What do you think? Well, and, and you've, you've summed it up well because the um, website, uh, axmedia.org, says that we are providing a defense for the gospel through media. So whilst Associated Christian Television is open for membership, it's membership restricted to ministries who are involved in Christian So these are people who... who who want to get involved in broadcasting Yes, and they have churches or their, their organization, they want to get involved in broadcasting, but they're looking 
uh, for a place where they, they can be trained or they can something can happen absolutely to help them. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to help them along the way. Now, Ray, it's important to understand this because that is the future. And we've got Bill C-11, for example, yes. which is, is becoming a, a law in Canada in which they're taking the Internet and they're making it very similar to what the broadcast is and all of that. We were on top of that. And with people who are, because there's ministry, or not ministries, there are people who have done things that, you know, are questionable. Yes. And so what we're trying to do is keep ourselves tailored to what the Word of God Absolutely. says. Absolutely. Especially in fundraising. Absolutely. And especially in other ways. And that becomes very, very important. Yeah. So yeah. I would like you to pray for the Axe Network as we go forward. And we, as I said, form the organization. It's ready to go. But it's for broadcasters. Yes. And and if broadcasters want to understand where we're going, they just go to axemedia.org and they see the website. They'll see the Axe TV playout, etc. And uh, I think just to add to that, that our heart is to reach as far into the world as we possibly can. And so we've designated midnight to 6 a.m. to foreign language programs. And we have First Nations on there. We have uh, Tamil speakers on there. We're getting Spanish. We're going to be getting Korean and others. And it will fill out that time so that on the other side of the world, they can watch. And let me say that that, uh, we met a gentleman the other day. Yes. uh, Saeed. Yes. And we'll just leave it at that. We won't use his last name, but we'll just leave it at that. He's from Iran. Yes. And he is an amazing. Powerful testimony. Unbelievable testimony. And it was through Christian television. It was. That he came to know the Lord. Yes. Yes. And he ends up coming over here. And uh, he's got three churches now. He's got one in Toronto. Yeah. Thousand people. He's got one in Newmarket. He's got one in Montreal. Yeah. Media is a very powerful tool. It really is. And it can be used for good. And not. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And and so just like the church is one body, the media who represent Jesus Christ on the airwaves also is one body and needs to be unified under Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And that's where we as individuals can pray for those who have broadcast ministries and and television programs that we need to be praying for their influence and that they stay on the Word of God and the and, truth. And you're so right, Janice, because uh, as we have discussed, Rod and I, and, and the board have discussed, it's very important that whatever comes out of these ministries and goes on to Axe TV is grounded in the Word. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. This is our guiding principle right and there. We have a TV uh, mechanism for that. Yes. Watch Axe Media Television. Yes. Right? Watch, well, it watch actually, Axe, what is it? Watch Axe Media, we, I think. We've now updated that to, okay. if they just go to the website, okay. axemedia.org, there'll be a button on there. They press that. And they're good to go. Watch live and they can see what's on. And this is for the world. This yes. is for the United States. Yes. It's for Canada. And yes. It's for the world. Yes. And that's our goal. Yes. Our goal is to make sure that we all stay under the word of God and we stay focused. Absolutely. And, uh, the board is very, very important and yeah. involved in that. Yeah. So I, I would like you to pray for this, yes, Ray. Yes, absolutely. In Jesus name. 
Absolutely. That, that he would help us with this. Yeah. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah. And, and Father, we do invite all those who are viewing right now to join us in this prayer. And we pray for the Associated Christian Television as an organization that you will bring into that organization those members who are in Christian media and who are dedicated to the declaration of your word the winning of souls and the making of disciples. You will bring them in, Father. Just like you added to the church daily, such as should be saved way there back in Acts. So, Father, we ask you to bring them in and we pray for your blessing, your guidance and your leadership in the association. And, Father, as Acts TV is broadcast, we ask for it to have maximum impact in the lives of people, Mm. changing them, transforming them, bringing them into uh, that place where they, they, they will give their lives over to you. And it'll be just one of those uh, pieces that will help populate heaven in the days in which we live. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Very amen. good. Well, Ray, it's been absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. It's Happy been a here. pleasure to be here. Felt uh, the Spirit of God. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, I mean, you know, the, the Spirit of God has done wonderful things in all of our lives. But thank you for being here and sharing your mm-hmm. testimony. Thank, thank you. you. And being Great. a part of that as you continue on, there's, God's got more to do. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, we're doing it. So that becomes very important. So make sure that you know and understand what God is telling you today. Read the word of God, because when you do, one thing happens and I guarantee it. He speaks to you. I mean, every day I read the Bible and I hear what God is saying. And actually this year, 32nd year going through the Bible, I read it again and I continue to read it. And I'm hearing things I've never heard before. And God is speaking to us because the Lord is ready to help you come to know him. Come to know Jesus today. I present to you Jesus Christ. He is the Lord. He's my Lord. He saved me and he saved us. And so he will save you wherever you are with whatever you have. He will save you if you call on his name. His name is very important. The name is Jesus Christ. In Hebrew, it's Yeshua HaMashiach. That's a very important name. Call on Jesus and he will come to you right now. Jesus, come into our hearts. Help us to serve you. Forgive us of our sin. In Jesus' name, I ask this. And we all said together, all of us said together, amen. amen. Or make it so. Amen. Make it so. That's what amen Amen. I would like to invite you to join us for a prayer time on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 3.30 to 4.30. We are live. Facebook, YouTube, and Bible Discovery TV. You can chat with us. You can talk with us or whatever. We're going to pray for you. Spend that time and pray for you. So make time to join us at some point in the future. Good to see you there. Let's pray today and say, Lord, the word of God tells me that I am saved 
because of Jesus Christ and his work he did. Help me to hear that today in Jesus' name.